Welcome back to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Greetings, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And in today's episode, we are covering minute 59 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, the kids cook up a plan to get over the ravine. Yes, they sure do. They've got (laughs) gumption. They are ready to make a plan and work the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, this we were talking off mic about this. This is a little bit of an interesting minute. And I mean, it's a dialogue heavy minute, but it's also uh, a little there's some cheesy moments for me in this, in this, it just, it really seems like another movie, like some sort of hopeful teenage movie. I mean, this is such a, I I love the ramp up. I mean, we talked about this on Monday a little bit, but I love that this is the beginning of this soaring music, hopeful, maybe these guys are going to make it out. Okay. We we don't know what's going to happen, but there's this moment where somebody is going to have something work out well for them. You know, like there's going to be some plan that's going to come back around. That's going to benefit them. And, and they know it's a long shot, but they're like, we can do this. They're just, they're, they're full of piss and vinegar and making the magic happen. Yeah, totally. I, I think it, I, you're right. It's almost like a little football movie or something here, you know, like if we just do this right, guys, you know, go team, we can get this done and, and it's going to happen. And like I kind of mentioned a bit on Monday, Kurt is going into that mode that you can see and that, um, you know, got him the Thor part where he's really looking like a star. And mm-hmm. but it is kind of like an old fashioned sort of a way like and I think the the t- the the tension of this for me, I remember watching it the first time and going mm-hmm. like, this is so exciting because these guys are doing something so hopeful and and uh, they're really ramping up. So, you know, they, what they figure out in this minute um, and what we're kind of, you know, talking about here is that Kurt's looking across the ravine and saying, it's right there. I can't believe this, you know, and Holden said, do you have any climbing gear, any rope? And he's like, yeah, in my fucking dorm room. And Dana's like, we can't go back. There's no way across. You know, she's kind of playing the damsel in distress. And and then Holden's like, what are you going to do? Jump? And Kurt's like, dude, what? And then all of a sudden we've got Oh, yeah, he's got his motorcycle. He's got his dirt bike. So this just makes perfect sense. Like, that's why it's there. You know, that's the we've seen it on the back of the Rambler this whole time. It makes it's obvious, you know, movie making that we're going to use this dirt bike. And Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, uh, Kurt goes into this like, I've done bigger jumps than this kind of a thing. Like, this is no big whoop. Like, I can totally do it. But I, I remember watching this and going like, yeah, but like, we saw that eagle. It, you know, <laughs> it ran into like some sort of force field. Like, it's not going to work. But and yet I'm still kind of along for the. So it's this like manipulation for us of our emotions, you know, and it is a little mm. cheesy, but in kind of a a fun way yeah it's it's totally this like 1950s throwback totally, all of a sudden totally you know? i feel like i'm watching christine it's just it's <laughs> totally 
It's totally crazy. And, you know, we had mentioned this way back when they were first departing to go to the cabin, but it was always really strange to have this dirt bike that was affixed to the back of the Rambler of like, there's just one. I mean, the other guys aren't going to be riding with him. It's just a random dirt bike that's been so like, what are you going to do? Everyone's going to be chilling out and smoking weed and you're going to take off on your bike and be like, I'm just going to take a lone drive just by myself. I'm just going to be be a young man on the road while all my people are at the cabin. So it never really made sense, but here it is. Hey, it's totally, it's totally been justified. Now we've seen it. It's here. And and now he's going to make this, this excellent jump. And, you know, if I might slightly digress to, to Kurt as a character, but we've seen him be so different over the course of these last 58 minutes, you know, and, and to recap, when we started out with him, he was this, rather unique character. He was something that we were really not quite expecting. He was a jock and obviously very easy on the eyes, but also an intellectual guy and, you know, had opinions on the different classes and the books that uh, Dana should bring on this particular venture and, you know, had a lovely girlfriend and was completely 100% into her and wasn't even looking at Dana in her underwear. And then we shift out to him being that very classic jock dick trope and he's just been a prick you know for all of these minutes and making sexualized comments and pressuring jewels like make the sex in the woods and then these last couple of minutes he's shifted into what you're talking about is that very classic hollywood hero leading man type character where he was leading them them meaning dana and holden out of the black room out of the basement out of the house into the Rambler. He was when Marty was still around. Uh, he was leading the whole troop to be like, we need to be able to like batten down the hatches. We need to be able to like, you know, now we're going to go separate. So he's taking this like alpha male leadership role. He's the one who's driving. I mean, granted, it's I, I guess this is dad's Rambler, but you know, he's the one who's been driving in the driver's seat. You know, the one who's taking charge to know that the rocks are coming down to reverse out of the tunnel. And now he's the guy who's going to, you know, be the hero and he's going to save the day and he's going to get on the bike and he's going to make the really perilous jump. And so he's been, you know, placed now into this whole other trope of being the leading man. And that's been very interesting. Yeah. What I like about it is it's like compact. It's six. I mean, if, if we really want to go there, it's six minutes of being a leading man. <laughs> it's last week and this week. And then he's out, you know? So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Way to just punch a guy in the balls, Heidi. Like six minutes of... <laughs> Six minutes of leading man, the Kurt story. <laughs> but you're right; it's been it's been a brief it's been a brief journey. It's been a brief and somewhat unsuccessful journey. But <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he's he's now gotten into leading man territory. Yeah, and my favorite my favorite line of this minute is Holden next. So so Kurt's on the bike, right? He's getting he's like getting ready to do this. He's gonna jump. And Holden says, You've got a smooth run, maybe a five foot differential on the other <laughs> side. Like and I think that's to me again, that's supposed to cement Holden as maybe the like the smart guy, right? The egghead. But also like I think it it's a sign it's a way to cope with stress is to mm. to work a problem out. 
you know, to say like, mm-hmm. this is going to work because I've worked it out. I've looked at it. I've analyzed the situation. It's a five foot differential on the other side. <laughs> and then he does this. And this to me is the, the football hero, you know, line is, but you got to give it everything. <laughs> <laughs> which is so it's so heavy-handed and it's so ridiculous of but you gotta give it everything like what you know i think everyone's pretty aware of what the situation is but it's really funny it's like basically don't puss out and just (laughs) you know it, it is it's such a you're right it's such a football movie moment of and he's so specific about it you've got a five foot differential i'm like well you know and that's totally right it's like the egghead it's the egghead thing, but it's just like, bro, can't you just say, hey, I think you got enough room to land it. You know, you're going to have to hit it hard. You've got enough room to land it. Right. <laughs> but it turns out into this where it, it becomes this soaring eagle of, of hopefulness. And, you know, even Dana would be like, Kurt, are you sure about this? Like, totally. You're right. She just she's turned into a little bit of this damsel in distress and this the, the concerned, the concerned cute girl. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, while we're in this little Holden moment, even though we'll have him for a little bit longer, (laughs) we haven't talked that much about Jesse Williams too much. And uh, we can go into more details later on today. While we are recording the day of recording, Hugh Masekela, who is a South African like king of jazz he passed away today and i i mentioned that not only because he's really fantastic father uh, he's been called the father of south african jazz and he's just a really talented musician and he is somebody who plays uh, talk about a multi creative multi instrumentalist he played trumpet flugelhorn coronet and he's a singer and a composer and really great i know i uh know about him because of of uh, Larry Rodriguez, this guy I dated for quite a long time. He's a good friend of mine who's really into great, oh, great, Larry. great jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyways, Jesse, uh, we follow him on Twitter and Instagram, and he's he's on Twitter quite a lot and, and has really got a fun sense of humor and has been posting a lot of great stuff, you know, in support of uh, all sorts of good stuff. You could definitely follow him on on Twitter. And he he's pretty fun and entertaining. But he also um, he posted about Hugh Masekela's passing today. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, that's how I found out about it because Holden posted about it. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, but he he's been a lot of fun to kind of get to know a little bit better just through following him on social media and stuff. <laughs> That's one of the interesting things, because this has been out for a while, just seeing pictures of him online now and be like, oh, my God, he's like, a, he's like oh, man, you know, he's just like, <laughs> you're like a man, man now. Uh, it's just interesting. He's really has a very, I don't know, has like a wise, settled in look to me now, you know, different than than some of the other the other actors coming out of this. And so I'm like, oh, wow, you've just, you've got like gravitas now. Like you're, you know, it's like watching Leo DiCaprio, you know, grow into full grown man and a accomplished actor. And, and Jesse's got that same kind of, you know, boxer weight to him now and, and being an actor to me is what it looks like. 
So it's kind of interesting to see how people age over time. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it's a little bit cheesy, a little bit fun, like we're in kind of a 50s, you know, he could be like trying to, you know, win a car race or something like that. But Mm -hmm. really, the stakes are quite higher. After Holden says, you know, but you got to give it everything. (laughs) Dana's (laughs) like, Kurt, and then Kurt. Kurt gives his, look, you guys, stay in the Rambler, you know, so like you said, he's in charge. I'll get help. If I wipe out, I'll fucking limp for help. But I'm coming back here. I'm coming back with cops and choppers and large fucking guns. And those things are going to pay for jewels. So I like also how he just spits out fuck like five or ten times in the last couple minutes Mm -hmm. and then he says for jewels you know and like i said in last minute every one of these three minutes kind of ends on a good little moment and for him it's for jewels and so that's his uh little little thing he finishes off here with with minute 59 yeah and he i mean even the line itself is is a trope on so many levels because it's this treatise of of hope of like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna hit it i'm gonna come back and even those images of cops choppers large fucking guns is solely like die hard right it's it's what we completely associate with an action movie you know when the cavalry is coming in so it, it has that sense to me too so there's just so much here of him we have you know freedom isn't a big association with somebody on a motorbike. Nice, strapping young man on a motorbike who's going to lay it all on the line for his friends and he's going to bring back help and he's going to bring back the cavalry and and all of the soaring music. And and all of this is just ramping up to such like a hopeful moment that is not going to work out well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I like how you um, reminded me about the soaring music, because that is a big part of it, too. It's definitely, it's really matching the tone of of all these pontifications that are Mm -hmm. happening. And then when you said freedom, it reminded me of the the bird from previous, you know, like, (laughs) crashing that's like freedom isn't free you know it's like <laughs> the bucko five or whatever they say <laughs> oh my god oh man yeah it's so great to have this juxtaposition of the, what seems kind of like a serious teen movie moment and mm-hmm. uh you know what's sneaking around the corner in the next minute it's just quite good stuff Mm -hmm. totally yeah i love it i love how they've they've set this up these these misanthropic fuckers like they just totally (laughs) you know manipulated into to the hope and the belief and laying it all on the line but it's so funny that we have that 80s movies were just full of that you know like karate kid and you know breakfast club and i mean i yeah that there's this thing that at least I think of when I was raised with in with a Hollywood movie of this is the moment where everyone's gonna re-rally which typically happens in and it's funny in a movie typically the re-rallying time you get beaten down and you come back and and you're gonna come and kick some ass usually happens you know right before act three but we're not we're not there yet so that's kind of a, a timing timing kick that we know this is not going to work out well, but it's interesting that it's still mimicking that we know story structure in, inherently, and we're kind of expecting something really awesome to happen 
and awesome, something awesome does happen, just not for them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm getting kind of uh, antsy for, for the next episode. Is there anything else you want to talk about and make mention for, for this minute? Um, I'm going to add this. I know this kind of has to deal with the next minute too, but uh, I just had looked up some just some research on stunt stuff. And I did come across this quote from Chris Hemsworth saying, uh, and this is in context to, to doing stunts. They allowed me to do as much as I can. Hemsworth said about his stunts in the film. It adds, it just adds another element. It adds a lot of fun, especially the motorbike stuff. It was nice to be able to jump on a bike and whip around and do some stuff. So uh, as you had mentioned earlier, Heidi, uh, he's a pretty, Chris is a pretty, I don't know, physical, active kind of dude. And and recently on, on Twitter, they had him on a, I think he was on like an ATV uh-huh. <laughs> around <laughs> on somebody's yard and, and someone was being, being funny. I, you know, I don't know where he was and, and con- if he was at a friend's house or his house or whatever, but he was tooling around and looking kind of funny on an ATV. So I just, <laughs> I feel like this is part of his jam from my, my limited knowledge of who he is as a, a real life, real ass person out in the real world. But um, it totally, it made sense to me that he would, he would enjoy this element of, of filming. Yeah, totally. No, that's, that's cool. Then your ATV is giving a, a little hint to what my recommendation is going to be on Friday. So, Ooh, sweet. Yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, that's all I've got for this minute. Are you, do you have anything else that you wanted to add? Nope. I think I'm good. Cool. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Okay. Hokey's <laughs> good too. She just shook her shook her tail feathers in here. I don't know if you guys caught that, but I could hear her jingle jangles. Okay, so yeah, well, uh, you know where to find us. You can hang out with us on Facebook at Gabin in the Woods. That's our Facebook group. If you want to come in and hang out and share stories or just, uh, you know, tell us your favorite Chris Hemsworth movie. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you all back at the cabin. Bye. Bye.